In 2023, I took an unintended, basically one-year-long break from working on Michelle's Money Hungry and releasing written and podcasting content. I was dealing with long COVID symptoms that included fatigue and just a general brain fog that just it wouldn't go away. In fact, I didn't realize how bad it was until it went away eight months after my initial COVID infection. What struck me during that time was all of the free resources for the past four years that I was able to access in my home state to combat what I personally believe is still an ongoing pandemic. Resources such as vaccinations, boosters, in-person shots, and at-home kits, in-person testing, as well as just information and guidance on what to do next. All free. What's wild to me is that this wasn't the first time that the American government provided me personally with free medical care that actually saved my life. That's a whole different story. So I started toying around with the idea of talking about how policy impacts American money. It just, it seems so obvious that sometimes people's money issues weren't related to budgeting, earning more, or mismanagement of money. I often ask myself why so many people dislike the idea that other factors outside of our control could impact our money in both positive or negative ways. As I began to feel better, I would sit and think about how could I bring this conversation to a broader audience in an impactful way that would be fun for me to do. Emphasis on fun and intellectually challenging. I'd covered the student loan forgiveness policy in 13 weeks worth of content, and I learned so many things from that project. With those lessons in mind, I've decided to cover the idea of policy and money in a series that I've decided to call Vixens, Virgins, and Vigilantes, the Impact of Policy on American Women's Money. First, though, I do want to say thank you to my initial supporters. When I attended FinCon 23 in New Orleans, which was phenomenal, I decided to begin crowdfunding this project. It was clear that this was not an appropriate project to reach out to brands for. Instead, I wanted to connect with the audience who would resonate with this content, whether they supported my views or not, or what I shared or not. These are people who are always in my corner. I want to profusely thank the following 10 initial supporters who knew me or were new to me and said yes to this idea. I would also like to acknowledge that the timing of this request on my part was bad as the season would begin being released at the beginning of 2024. So I do want to acknowledge that to the following 10 people. And I've decided not to share their last name just for some privacy. Ben L, Samantha A, Jared E, Jerry B, Stephanie A, Afros and Audio. Obviously that's Afros and Audio. Stephanie M, Jillian A, Renee C, Lisa P. Your faith in me and this project is humbling. And I hope that this project reflects the thoughtfulness and care I would like to bring to this season and this conversation. Like I hope that the work that I do as the season goes on reflects the care that I want to give to it. For those of you hearing this, I ask if you're interested in supporting this project, I have also included a donation link because I continue to crowdfund this project. It's expensive to do. That is michellesmoneyhungry.com backslash support. That will take you to a PayPal donation page. There's a video on there and I appreciate your support. The definition of policy. At the end of 2023, as I continue to work through what 
the type of content I wanted to include in the season would be, I realized that it was important to share a more expansive view of what policy is. There's the different nuanced definitions as shared by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. I'm referencing the online version. One of the points it says is management or procedure based primarily on material interest. Noun, a daily lottery in which participants bet that certain numbers will be drawn from a lottery will. I find this one very intriguing. Then I think about financial policy, policy related to conduct at work or policies that are created with particular outcomes in mind. Those outcomes could be to empower people or to disempower people. Then I realized something. This definition of policy, the ones that I read to you, are just a little too narrow for the conversations that I want to have. There are the unspoken policies that are unique to the spaces that we live, work, and play in. Those policies could even be like the subtle conversations around hair at work and what we wear. It could be how we speak and the unspoken social policy about how we should sound. And so with this broadened idea of policy, I, I'm hoping to expand our view of the activities that we all participate in intentionally or unintentionally that influence the financial decisions that we're making as individuals, communities, workspaces, and in the other spaces we continue to show up in. My goal by the end of 2024 is to talk about the following types of policy, historical, current, unspoken, governmental, and that could be local, regional, state, or national, international, social, all the subtle, surprising policies that influence our lives and our money. It's going to be a wild ride this year. I'll be talking about pop culture, financial policy, and like how they kind of connect as well. I, I'm just, I'm really excited about this project. This entire conversation, though, will be held from the perspective of American women's money, because I feel like we don't focus just on American women as often as we should. Vixens, virgins, and vigilantes, the impact of policy on American women's money. Why on earth would I pick this name? I've noticed that women are, you know, placed into different identities and roles that influence how people interact with us and, and the policies that influence the way we move throughout the world. Vixens, this woman may be considered to be flirty, fun, and at times sexually empowered. Virgins, these women are pure, untouched, and oftentimes considered easily maneuvered. Vigilantes, these are the women who fight against the powers that be. And this can be good or really bad for them, depending on how these women choose to fight. I often think that women experience being one or all of these identities at different moments in time and at different moments in their lives. How do these identities impact our money, your money, and how people perceive you in the moment that they're meeting you? So back to the question that I asked first, why don't we personal finance content creators talk more about policy? And I have some thoughts and here are a few. People who are creating content haven't been negatively impacted by policy. Like if you don't believe that there's a negative impact to you, why would you feel that there's a negative impact to other people? You haven't experienced it. Maybe there are folks that don't feel that policy has influenced anything to do with their money decisions or personal choices and that it's money is just about focus and strategy and Excel spreadsheets. And then finally, um, let's be clear, self-control, shame, and focus are really deeply interwoven into our talking points about money. Having conversations about policy would force us 
having thoughtful conversations about policy would force us to think and rethink about what we feel to be true as it relates to finance. While there are definitely people who are open to that, I feel like there are a lot of folks who are going to be very resistant to this conversation. And I'm okay with that. Next week's episode, this is the title, How Taylor Swift's IP Victory Will Change the Business of Music. There are so many pop culture and money policy conversations that I've wanted to cover. And for a while, as I listened to and enjoyed Taylor Swift's re-recorded masters and just watched that whole situation play out, I was like, this is a huge conversation. And I feel like behind the scenes in music, people are talking about things that we, the public, haven't even considered. And, you know, topics related to contracts with artists and music management in particular. I even spoke with Avedon Smith, an East Coast-based music producer, for his thoughts about Taylor's victory. So we're going to, you know, it's not just me kind of musing on this. I've brought in a guest as well. Is the victory that Taylor experienced solely hers Or will there be a ripple effect across music in good and bad ways for other artists? What are the broader implications for creatives looking to pursue music as a career? And we also talk about how technology may create some opportunities that people may not have had before. In order to keep up with upcoming episodes, make sure to sign up for the Your American Money newsletter. It is a free newsletter that will have expanded coverage related to the season, pop culture and money takes, and more. It's just like a fun place to keep posted with this project. You'll just go to michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash American dash money in order to stay in the loop. Thank you so much for your support. Again, to all of the people who have donated towards this project, I thank you so much. Seriously, it meant the world to me. To those of you who are intrigued and excited about this season, thank you as well. And please do reach out to me and let me know of policies that you think I might find intriguing, good or bad, historical, whatever, pop culture based. Um, Let me know. I would love to hear from you at michelleismoneyhungry at gmail.com. 